Fritzberger and Blood and Faith.com. Happy birthday to my late father, 29 December 2023. It's Friday. It's the weekend. We're going to talk about, sorry about readjusting my seat here, Civil War and the largest AWOL force in this war. And this force is completely AWOL, as far as I'm concerned. So listening to a great podcast this morning. I should really put a link in the description on, on who did it. Uh, but I've listened to this guy before. And it's, it's a lieutenant colonel, and he has another guest on there. That's a, they're, they're both former service. And then he had Matt Bracken on there. And uh, I'll, I'll put a link in the description. I'll, I'll put that down. Uh, and and basically they said, look, look, you know, we're coming up on 2024. We're coming up on this election. And the... People that have power in this country have, have not only signaled, but they've been actively engaging in preventing arguably the most popular presidential candidates from even getting on the ballot. And they surmise that that, the, that cabal of forces will stop at absolutely nothing to prevent him from becoming president of the United States, whether that's preventing him from running, whether that's jailing him, whether that's cheating, whether that's assassination, and all that are on all that's on the table as far as they're concerned. And and they're wondering when you know when are the American people going to rise up and say we've had enough? And it's a, it's an excellent question. Uh, and I've talked at length about that. And and my my premise is this: as long as people have food and water and big screen TVs, people aren't going to rise up and revolt. They're not. I don't think. We haven't seen it yet. And even the so-called patriots or super patriots or whatever you want to call them, look, where are they in the department of, you know, fill in the blank? Where are they in the general officer court? Where are they in the active duty? Where are they in the FBI? Where are they in the federal police forces? Once in a while, you'll get a whistleblower. Guy will come out and say, oh, I've seen the aliens. I've seen the, the UFOs. Once in a while, you get some guy coming out and says they're all kind of fraud and, and this and that in this and that department. But very rarely, in fact, it doesn't exist where you have officers officers under the United States Constitution protecting and defending the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic. We don't have that. All these sworn officers, myself included. I swore the oath. I'm still under the oath. Swore to protect our country from all enemies, foreign and domestic. I do that by opening up my mouth and speaking and saying that which they would forbid me to say. I'm doing this by saying, you know what, I'm not, I'm not your doormat. I'm not a hired servant. I'm not a serf. I'm not a servant. I'm not a slave. I will speak my conscience before Almighty God, so help me God. And y'all are going to do what you're going to do. And I've done what I have to do, and they've been doing what they have to do. It's not very, it's not, I don't recommend it as a career path. I recommend it as, as a, a path of manhood, that you don't have any choice. You have to follow your conscience. You have to obey your conscience regardless of what it costs you. I don't care if you're a Christian or not, but how much more for the Christians? And where are these people? Oh, I'm a pay I love America. I swore an oath to the Constitution. Well, where are they? Our country is being actively invaded. Newsweek article this morning. Since Biden has come into office, there's been more people that have invaded the United States of America 
than seven than the population of 17 United States. More people have invaded the United States of America on Biden's watch with Biden's help than the entire population of 17 states. This is an invasion that's been promoted and protected by the President of the United States and by his cabinet members. Mayorkas, Attorney General, various functionaries at, at various level. It's an invasion. Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution says that the federal government guarantees that the states guarantees to protect the states from invasion. And the federal government is doing the opposite. It's 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 making an invasion happen. They're inviting these people in. They have got government functionaries and government money all over Central America and on the border, Latin America, helping these people come to America. And we get to America, they bust them all over the United They're not thrown in concentration camps. And you've got federal agents down there on the border cutting concertina wire, cutting the barbed wire, making paths to let them in. They're given money. They're given everything. This is an invasion that's been advocated and promoted by the traitor in the White House today and his cabinet members. And there's, 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 the sworn officers under the Constitution of the United States are doing nothing to prevent this. So this is very interesting. And, and I, I posted today on Gab, I said, we are in a post-constitutional society. The government is actively promoting the invasion of the United States actively promoting the invasion of the United States by people that are not Americans. This is an invasion. The government's been taken over by forces that have no allegiance whatsoever to the Constitution, oath or not. They have, they have no sense of, of, of moral probity regarding the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, let alone uh, the Fourth Amendment and, 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 and right to uh, privacy in your, your papers and effects. Patriot Act. So, so where are these people? What's going to happen? What's the tipping point? And, and the, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that. One of the things that that I will say though is is is, is I'll disagree with them on one point. One of the uh, panel members talked about how uh, you know when when it does come down when when blows start going off. And they already have. You've listened to me before. I believe the I believe the Civil War has already started. It's already started. We're going to look back and say, "Oh yeah, it was full." By the end of twenty twenty three, it was full full blown. It was full blown. It, at the very least, it would have started in 2020, 20, January twenty twenty one. Very least, it started in January twenty twenty one. I don't care which side of the issue you're on. It started at least in January twenty twenty one. We've got political prisoners in the United States. Twenty thousand uh, federal troops uh, protecting the capital from the population from the people. What's going to change in 2024 with the election? I, I don't know if anything will. I, there's, there's very little uh, sworn officers that are defending the Constitution from enemies domestic or foreign. You've got foreign enemies. Israel is a foreign enemy. They call them an ally, but they're not. China's a foreign enemy. And the President of the United States takes money from them. If it comes down to blows, which it may, these guys opine that uh, uh, the, the personal pronoun club, the blue hair, pink haired crowd that don't know if they're boys or girls or male or females or maybe they, maybe they're a little bit of both, trisexuals, 
He says, "Although there'll be there'll be a pushover," and I said, "And that's where I that's where I'm going to chime in on this. I I disagree. I fundamentally disagree. I think the more perverted they are, the more vicious and evil they will show themselves to be and cruel." It does not take long to learn how to use a firearm. It does not. If it did, you couldn't have an army of hundreds of thousands of men. You take any yo-yo that makes it through high school or not, and in a few weeks, they're, they're soldiers. How much rifle or pistol training does the average soldier get in the United States Army? Very little. I know a young man went through the Army. I think he's, he's been, <laughs> probably shot a pistol five times. I said, was it a week or two? Week or two, a maximum you get for for you know learning how to uh, uh, drill with a rifle. Maybe not even that. The, these are not sophisticated tools. They're not sophisticated tools. And there's a great video about the Spanish Civil War and and the uh, forces of the right, the forces of the tradition. Uh, they had the trained army. And the leftist partisans were fighting against them. Well, one day they pull up with literally horse-drawn wagons full of rifles. And these men takes these rifles out, out of the crate, and they, and they go to war against the, the, arm, the, the army of Spain. It's not that difficult to train people how to use modern weapons. It's just It simply is not. If it was, we couldn't have an army. You have to hire PhDs to, to, to learn to shoot a pistol or a rifle. It's, they're, they're fairly simple tools. I'd argue that it's easier to learn how to shoot a rifle than it is to, to drive a car. And these people, I've known these people, I've known them in the government and out of the government. I've known them from my years in PhD. These people are... Vicious doesn't begin to describe them. Uh, I am literally Satan to them. I am literally Satan to them. And anybody that thinks even remotely close to what I think is like Satan to them. And they have a duty and obligation to erase me from the face of the earth. These people are going to be a, a potent adversary. I disagree that they're going to be a pushover. And if you look at uh, uh, BLM and if you look at Antifa, listen, these people are nothing if not dedicated, trained, and organized. Vastly more so than the forces of the right. Vastly more so. They train. They communicate. They act in concert. You ever see them come out in black block with all the umbrellas up? That is sophisticated. They got guys running around on, on bikes or motor scooters with radios. The right has nothing, nothing like this. Nothing whatsoever like this. So that's, step, that's, that's number one. Don't presume that they're going to be a pushover. I disagree that historically. I can look back and I say, you know what? I don't think so. And the other thing I wanted to talk about is the role, the AWOL forces. Okay, we can talk about you know conservative men that have a military background and 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 they may talk about this and they may talk about that, and that's good. They're all in. I got it. At least some of them are. Some are on the other side. There's some military vets that are on the other side. They're on the side of the Antichrist. I am talking about pastors. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about people that go by the name of Christian. And I'm telling you, they are absolutely AWOL in this war. We're in an existential struggle for the existence 
of what used to be America. We're in a post-constitutional era. The, the Constitution is not being protected nor abided by by the people that run the, run the government. And there's nobody in the government that's standing up to the enemies domestically. No, no none, nobody. Every once in a while, oh, you'll get, you know, you get a lawsuit, you'll get filed. You know, five years later, who knows what happened. By that time, they've done 16 other things that they, that they got to battle them back down. The momentum is entirely on their side. I'm talking about pastors that stand in the pulpit and Christians that sit in the, in the pews. We are a largely AWOL, and we're ideologically AWOL. The church has been ideologically and philosophically neutered. The church has been, neutered is a great word, snip, snip. All we can talk about is that which they permit us to talk about. And it's a self-inflicted wound. It's debilitating, and it's completely self-inflicted. Instead of clinging to the Word of God, we cling to the traditions of men. And we've got this fantasy that somehow Jesus Christ is going to rapture us out of here tomorrow, just before all the, the excitement kicks off, and we fly, fly away. And I'm telling you, you're not going to get raptured. You're going to go through some stuff. I'd like to remind you of our brethren, the Armenians, about 100 years ago. The Armenian genocide. A million Armenians put to death. A lot of the young women, after they were abused, they were crucified on crosses. I can talk about the Russian experience. Oh, World War I and World War II for sure. When you had men and women starving to death and freezing to death in the winters. I can talk about the gulags run by, largely by, a people who go by the name of Jew. All there, all fact, all in. Tens of millions died Christian. Christian Russians died. And the American church thinks they're going to get a pass on that. I'm, just, I'm here to tell you you're not. We're not. I'm not. We're not going to get a pass on it. It's our turn. We're going to go through some stuff, some really, really, really bad stuff, stuff that you haven't imagined yet, stuff that you can't, you can't even imagine that's possible in this country. We're going to go through some bad stuff. And the pastors are AWOL. The Christians are AWOL. Not everyone. There's voices out there, but they're AWOL. You know why? They got this fantasy that they're going to fly, fly away, and they're not. They're not flying away. You're going to live through the stuff. What are you going to do when your, your, your congregation comes to you and say, hey, you told us we we're going to fly away. Now we're facing this. What, what, what else of everything you've been preached is, is an utter fantasy? Has everything you've been preaching for the last 20, 30 years to us, pastor, been an utter fantasy and, and false and a lie? Because obviously we're not raptured out of here and things are really, really bad. Unspeakably bad. What other? That's why I never to told my kids about Santa Claus. I never, we never did Santa Claus for, for me and my kids. Never. We never said Santa Claus is coming. Said, there is no Santa Claus. San, there was a Saint, there's a Saint Nick from Germany back, you know, whatever, centuries ago. They used to deliver gifts to little kids. Fine. Nobody's come, no fat man's coming down the, the, the chimney. Not going to happen. I said, what do you do with your kids when they hit 12, 13 years old, or 10, or 8, or whatever age? And you say, yeah, just kidding, ha ha, there is no Santa Claus. They're like, oh. Oh. Okay, Dad. 
All right. So in that whole Jesus thing, that's fantasy too. Him rising from the dead, that's a fantasy too. Man, you better be thinking about this. You tell your kids that Santa Claus comes, that fat man comes down the chimney, lands his sled on the roof, and then you get to a certain age and said, oh, no, it was, we just made it up because it was fun. Okay, well, okay, all right. What else have you made up to me, Mom and Dad? Did you make up this whole story about Jesus Christ rising from the dead? That's kind of the same thing. That's why I never told him, never, never took him down that path. I, I want that foundation of trust to be there. What are you going to do with your parsonage? What are you going to do with your congregation? When they wake up and realize they're not going to rap, get raptured out of the stuff you, you that, that that that's that's come that's already started in this country. There's churches out there that have parishioners that are rotting in jail as political prisoners. They didn't get raptured out of here. Many are being tortured. Solitary confinement is torture. They didn't get raptured out of here. Many have lost their families, wives divorced them, lose their house, lose their income. Lose, they literally lose everything. Some have committed suicide. Where was their rapture? Where was their rapture? Where was their rapture? And you, you put out this false hope that, 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 that they're not going to face the hour of tribulation. And, it, and it, there's nothing biblical about that. The whole purpose of life is to have a tribulation. See where your faith is. You're telling them they're not going to face tribulation because they're going to get raptured? Okay, that's number one. That's number one that you gotta you got to deal with in your congregation. Number two, and I've talked a lot about this, but what we have done as a church is we've taken the Holy Scriptures. Imagine the Holy Scriptures as a pitcher of water. Okay, and, and, and you run it down, and you, and you run it through a filter, and the filter says... Nothing shall pass that can be considered racist or sexist or misogynist or homophobic or intolerant or divisive or Islamophobic or anti-Semitic. If it, if it can pass that test, you can talk, talk about anything you want to talk about. That's why they talk about the rapture a lot. And God's love and God's forgiveness, it passes that test. You've filtered out all the good stuff out of the Word of God. That's what you've done. And I can go scripture by scripture, line by line, and show you how Jesus Christ can easily be called a racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, intolerant, divisive, Islamophobic, and very definitely anti-Semitic. And the church yearns for the approval of a people who fit the description of being anti-Christ. Yearns for that. He loves their approval. Oh my God, I would never be anti-Semitic. I would never be racist. I would never be sexist. And you do what the Pharisees did, the Jews did, in Matthew chapter 15, by exalting your man-made traditions over the Word of God. That's what Judaism is. That's what Talmudic Judaism is. The Talmud is the, the, the written-down collection of their oral traditions. It took them centuries to do, but they finally wrote it down, a couple centuries after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the church has done the same thing. Yeah, we're good Christians. We're not racist. We're not anti-Semitic. We're not even homophobic. <laughs> 
On one hand, I laugh, and on the other hand, I just, I absolutely weep. I absolutely weep. We're, we're going to have to deal with this. Back to the Civil War. The churches are AWOL. And I'm going to give you a little, I know everybody likes Revelation, Revelation chapter 3, verse 16. Jesus Christ speaks to the church of Laodicea. He says, because you're neither hot nor cold, and to the angel of the church of Laodicea. Now, I used to hear this scripture all the time. It said, well, you're lukewarm. You're not like out there uh, uh, passing out tracts on the street corner every day. You, you know, you don't go to church three times a week. Uh, your prayer life sucks. Uh, you don't read the Bible every day for half an hour. You're, you're lukewarm. That's how it was preached to me. That was how it was always preached to us. Well, you're just, you're just not really on fire for God. I know thy works, that thou art neither hot nor cold. I would that you were hot or cold. And this is what I said today. Go to the left, go to the right. Either way, but you better go full force and whole hog. Go one way or the other. But you're sitting around on your butts, waiting for a rapture that's not going to save you. It's not coming. You're not getting raptured. I know your works that you're neither hot or cold. I would that you were hot or cold. So then because you are lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spew thee out of my mouth. I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and need of nothing. I counsel to buy a gold tried in the fire. How do you get gold tried in the fire? You go through the crap. You go through the tribulation. Every man has a tribulation. It's called his life. It's called your life. Don't flee from it. Embrace it. Don't run from the tribulation. Oh, the devil's after No, 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 no. God's after you. I advise that you buy from me gold tried in the fire. The purpose of life is to have a trial. The purpose of life is to have a tribulation so that you can have some gold that was refined in the fire that thou mayest be rich. All right, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Literally a block from your church. They're teaching your kindergartners and your sixth graders how to be trannies and sodomites. We have to, at some point, we have to wake up and say, you know what, this whole plot of being acceptable to the world certainly hasn't worked out. Hasn't worked out at all. Our countries are going to hell. The salt has lost its flavor. We as a church... As pastors, as congregations, as individuals, as a look, <laughs> and I weep on one hand and I laugh on the other. But what we've done has done nothing for our country. What we have done is, has done nothing for our race. Oh, you can't say that. That's racist. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, let's look. Let's go there. Let's talk about race. I'm going to give you a great little scripture here. For I could wish myself accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. I echo what Paul said. I'd rather, if I could exchange my eternal salvation 
for the well-being of my race, for the white race, I'd do it. I'd do it. Oh, but you're racist then. I'm telling you, we've followed a different gospel. I'm telling you, we've, we've invented these traditions of men that we, 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 we're ashamed of what Jesus Christ said. And we won't say what he said. And I've been saying what Jesus Christ said. I say it at bloodandface.com. And people are aghast. I've got friends I've known for 30, 40 years. They won't, they won't even acknowledge that I exist anymore. Church friends, friends from ministry times, won't even acknowledge I exist. Well, I'm not a Christian like him because he's not even a Christian. He's anti-Semitic and racist and homophobic and intolerant and divisive to boot. And the response is, hey, Jesus Christ said, I didn't come to bring peace, I came to bring a sword. I didn't come to bring peace, I came to bring a sword. I didn't come to bring peace, I came to bring a sword. And if you love the world, you, you make yourself an enemy of God. And the biblical definition of treason is siding with the Jews. Oh, I know that one hurts. Because you and I were taught our whole lives, oh, the Jews are God's chosen people. And Jesus Christ said, hey, these people running around calling themselves Jews, they're not Jews at all. They're liars, they're of the synagogue of Satan. But you'd rather listen to what the Jews say than what Jesus Christ said. I, these are hard things. And, and I'm telling you, it's not the cigarettes that we need to repent of. It's being ashamed of the words of Jesus Christ that we need to re repent of. Great deal of talk in this podcast today about controlling the narrative. Is, is Elon Musk and Twitter or X control, the controlled opposition? Is Alex Jones the controlled opposition? Is Tucker Carlson controlled? <clears throat> you know, is Twitter, is, is all these different platforms, are they, they controlled? And my, and my response is, oh my God, we have, I don't know, 10,000 churches in America, 100,000 churches in America that are 100% analog, that cannot be controlled except by the will of the pastors themselves. I don't, know, I don't know how many churches are in America. Let's say there's 100,000 churches in America. you got 100,000 pastors that can stand up there analog and speak to, doesn't matter, 10 people, 20 people, 50 people, 100 people, a couple hundred people. I don't trust any church over a couple hundred people, frankly. There's a reason they're so big, and it ain't a good reason. Oh, I'm sure we can find exceptions. That's just kind of where I'm at right now. And they speak analog. You can't be turned off. They can't be turned off. They don't need permission from Gab or Instagram or Facebook or X or Google or YouTube to say what they say. They don't need anybody's permission. They can hear from the Holy Spirit. They can read the Word of God. And they can open up their mouth and they can preach. And then they need to expect to be crucified. Frankly. Then they need to expect to be crucified. Isn't that is that not the biblical model? Which one of the disciples has it, has it easy? Which one of the disciples has it easy? That's normal, standard Christianity, especially for us pastors, preachers, teachers of the Word of God. If you're not hated by the traditional enemy of Jesus Christ, uh, you might want to give that some thought. The enemies of Jesus Christ are very clear in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. 
First Thessalonians 2, 14 through 16. Paul makes it very clear. The Revelation, Revelation 2, 9, Revelation, it's all through there. It's all through there. It goes all the way back to the prophets. He murdered the prophets. Acts chapter 7, y'all murdered the prophets, man. And then he murdered the righteous one. But we're AWOL. Now, I have this feeling, I got this sneaky feeling that the Holy Spirit's been knocking on the door of a lot of pastors, maybe just a lot of flat-out Christians, and you're saying, come on, dude, there's more, there's more, there's more. We're missing something. Something's not right. Something's not right. What is it? Listen to that voice. Because something's not right. The fruit is evident. The fruit of American Christianity is America in 2023. Okay, the fruit of all of our Christian Christianness in America is a country where they teach sodomy and trannyism in grade schools. That's the that's our fruit. Don't stop blaming the devil. Stop blaming the devil. That's a cop out. That that's our fruit. And by the way, the devil has children, and the devil has a synagogue. Well, we can't talk about that because we you know there you are there you go. The church runs the Word of God through a filter. And if, if Satan and the Antichrist and his church and his children and his synagogue uh, 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 object to it, the church won't teach it. We're going to win this war, but the church has to wake up. 10% of the pastors, if 10% of the, uh, of the pastors woke up, we could win this war. Just 10% of them. Maybe 3%. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com.